What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Oh, boy, is it hot outside. So this is episode 45. Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Uh, on today's episode, we actually have a caller on the line right now who we're going to get start talking with. But we after that, we'll have UFC this weekend. We got NASCAR, and then we have uh, a little bit of golf happening this weekend uh, and going on right now. So on the line right now. We have Cam Jackson, the four-star D-tackle out of uh, Haynesville High School, class of 2020 commit. So, how you doing, Cam? You there? All right, I'm doing good. So, first off, I know everything's kind of been crazy right now with this uh, coronavirus. Are you guys staying safe? Yeah, we, yeah we've yeah, been um, quarantined the whole last thing in the house. So, I know – so, you, you just graduated. So, how did um, – how did the whole coronavirus affect all of that? Obviously, you, I'm assuming you didn't get to walk in a graduation or anything like that. Um, we didn't get to walk in the auditorium. We got to walk on the football field. Oh, I got you. So y'all still got to do some type of a ceremony. Yeah, right. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, obviously, I mean, your accolades speak for themselves. Four-star D-tackle, All-American out of Haynesville. Yeah. So um, we got a lot of, lot of listeners who are LSU fans, so we'll get into that in a second. But I had a, uh, So I had a question for you. Who would you, in the NFL today, do you have anybody that you kind of try to emulate or who you would say com- you would compare to best? Um, I'm going to say Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, I like it. I like it. That's, that might be the best player in the NFL. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the big thing, the big question that everybody's wondering is, obviously, the news broke that you're flipping from LSU to Memphis. So we just wanted to get here directly from you because there's a lot of speculation going on on why you might have flipped and this and that. Because I want to say you had committed since 2018, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the big question um, is why the flip? Is there anything specifically that made you want to switch over to Memphis? Um, it was at first it was uh, academic problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like. When I had got eligible and a qualifier, I was supposed to sign them, but I didn't. And um, the kid, Lorando Johnson, I think he'd been a, I think he'd been a commit or uh-huh. whatever, or he he was a former commit. Um, I guess me and him was what I I guess you can say we was like kind of fighting for the spot or whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so. I mean, I know he was at, I think he was at JUCO at one point in time. Yeah. And, um, like, me and him was kind of fighting for the spot or whatever. So I was like, you know, I mean, I can't keep waiting on one school to, um, you know, find, like, I got to start talking to the school, so just in case. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. You felt like you had to do what was best for you and your best yeah. interest. So, yeah. yeah. And, me- and Memphis had hit me up. And they were like, we got a spot open for you. Yeah, so you felt like you had to pull the trigger on that. No, yeah, I, I, yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah, I guess a lot of people didn't know, like, if there was anything 
with coaching wise or if there was some type of miscommunication or some type of fallout, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to see for LSU to, uh, to live up to what they just did with the hype from this past season and all of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I know we had a lot of people that were wondering and then just, just really curious as to what happened. Cause we know you had been committed since 2018 and, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody was definitely looking forward to you, but so how have, uh, how have the LSU fans, has anybody been getting in the, uh, messaging you on Twitter or anything, giving you any trouble? Um, no, nah, not really. I mean, they do. I don't really look at, I don't really look at it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't pay any attention really to that. I don't really look at them. I don't really just pay attention to it. I probably, if I do look at it, I I laugh at it because like it'd be so, like I don't like like I be telling people I'm just seventeen like yeah no I'm it it's young. yeah it's crazy man some people will say some crazy crazy stuff to people that are just trying to do what's best for them so don't let uh yeah. don't let the crazy ones who who start messaging you don't let them uh give you the wrong impression the majority of LSU fans are good people and they they definitely want to yeah. see best for you so yeah I mean I think. That answers the big question. Um, we'll definitely be we'll definitely be watching you along the way, and I mean, yeah, we, we wish you nothing but the best, man. We hope that uh, we we hope to see you in, playing on Sundays uh, real soon. Yeah, so, all right, I guess uh, that'll wrap it up for us. Um, and I mean, we hope we hope you have a go, and we hope we'll be paying attention to you at Memphis, and uh, we'll follow you yeah, along sir. the way. Yeah, sir. All right, I appreciate you taking the time. Have a good one. Okay, you too. All right, that was Cam Jackson, four-star D-tackle um, out of Haynesville. So, flipped from LSU at, uh, I mean, he had been committed since 2018, so I know a lot of people were curious as to what exactly happened. And, uh, I mean, there you have it. So, clearly he was, I mean, how did you interpret that? He was fighting for a spot with another guy, and uh, he didn't know who was going to, if they were going to offer him or not. So, he probably had an offer from a long time ago, like maybe when he originally committed or maybe even before that they offered him a scholarship, but there was eligibility concerns is what it sounds like uh, as far as academically, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I guess by the time he had that straightened out, there was another guy LSU was looking at to give that last scholarship to. And I guess it wasn't so clear whether or not he was going to have a scholarship at LSU. Wait, or, waiting for him. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it was going to get taken by somebody else. Who so was, I'm guessing like this, elig- this academic eligibility thing stretched all the way out. And then the coronavirus probably didn't have anything. Didn't help at all with that. Yeah, I'm Because sure. uh, <clears throat> obviously you stopped, schools were shut down in Louisiana for the past few the last two months of school year. Yep. So I'm guessing that played a big part in it. And then Memphis noticing all that going on was smart. And yeah, swooped in. Offered him a scholarship, I'm guessing. So, yep. No, Memphis is a good school. Yeah, no, they've definitely been on the up and up. These definitely last one years. of the best <clears throat> schools outside of the outside of power five. Yeah. No, yeah. They've definitely been making, uh, making some waves in these last few years. So, yeah. Cam Jackson, like I said, four-star D tackle out of Haynesville, class of 2020. Um, LSU commit for the last two, three years. Uh, flipped pretty much last second to go to Memphis. Um, I know we had a lot of people curious as to what was going on with that, so there you go. You heard it straight from the man himself. 
And uh, we wish you nothing but the best, Cam. We'll be following along with your career, and uh, we hope you see a lot of success coming up in the future. So, all right. So, episode 45, brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network, um, www.tngsportsnet.com. We got blogs going out daily. Uh, We got all kinds. We actually got a a video on the way from uh, a challenge that we did last weekend, and it'll be here hopefully by this weekend. This is something that you're going to want to see. I'm not going to spoil it yet. If you if you watched um, or if you pay attention to, uh, to the Facebook page, then you will see what we are talking about, and you're not going to want to miss out on this video. It's going to be hilarious. But So, yeah, this weekend we have UFC. Actually, we got a really good UFC card um, but that looks like a main event, but I want to say, is it? Wait, it's fight night, right? Yeah, it's not a pay-per-view. Yeah, so it's free fights. Yeah, you got Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker. You got who else is on that card? Do you have it pulled up? Um, Mike Perry, Mickey Gall. Yeah, was it Platinum Mike Perry? Um, I mean, a lot of other solid fights too. You know, I like I like Gall, but Perry Perry's overrated in my opinion. He gets all hyped up and then doesn't ever deliver. But <clears throat> so, oh man. I guess we can break that down first, and then we can talk about the uh, the Travelers Championship a little bit. That kicked off today. Um, we had Chase put out another blog with his picks on the, uh, I think it's the Travelers Championship, right? This no, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and then we got NASCAR. We actually have two races this weekend, but uh, I don't know if the odds are out for the Sunday race, so we'll probably just do the Saturday race. We're at Pocono this weekend. Um but yeah, all right, let's do UFC first, I guess, unless you want to go a different direction. No, I think that's fine. Right. Um, you want to look at the main event first, or do you like some of the... Uh, do you have any on the undercard? Um, not, not None that really catch my... The main event, to me, is the most interesting fight on this card, and it's the odds are changing. Yeah, we can go ahead and start with that. You can go, you can go first. So it's Dustin Poirier from Louisiana... And he's going to fight Dan Hooker. This is a, a lightweight matchup. Uh, Dustin Poirier's last fight was against Khabib. He lost to Khabib. And then Dan Hooker's last fight was against Paul Felder, who he won, I think. It may have even been a split decision. So, um, I don't know. Looking at this fight, when I first saw the odds, I was like, Hooker's a, a, a pretty significant underdog. It's um, plus 185 if you want to put a bet on Hooker. And Hooker's a talented striker. I would definitely consider it at plus 185. Yeah, but the more I think about it, it's just like... Did Poirier overachieve, or do you feel like he's still... I thought I didn't think he up. looked that bad in the <clears throat> Khabib fight. You know, he almost had Khabib submitted... But he just did. He just Khabib got out because he's strong as an ox. Yeah, because he's on a different level. But I don't know. I I, I don't know if Poirier's hitting that stretch where like just ever, the stars align. Like, did he overachieve a little bit? Because we watched him get picked apart by Conor McGregor. We watched. I mean, he's on a run lately. But I do like Dan Hooker. I'm not gonna lie. I do. No, I do too. I think he's tough. I think he's a definitely a talented enough. Enough striker to uh, make this fight interesting. Yeah, like I could see him winning this fight, and so that plus 185 really makes me kind of lean his way, I feel. 
even with Poirier being on the run that that he was on and having the title opportunity against Khabib. Yeah, I mean he beat Max Holloway. Poirier. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, Max just didn't look right the last couple fights he, he beat, had. Poirier beat um, <clears throat> Gaethje as well. Yeah, and that was the turning point. That fight and then uh, the Eddie Alvarez fight was the turning point for Justin Gaethje where he had to really change his approach or else he was going to be out the door, and he did just that. So I, I feel like, I mean, say say Poirier and Gaethje run it back today. Who are you taking? Well, Gaethje, yeah. but... Um, I don't know, dude. Poirier's well-rounded, you know? No, he is. But and, and not that Gaethje isn't, but we're talking about this Dan Hooker fight. So that's the only thing that, like, if Poirier wanted, if this fight ended up on the ground somehow, then Poirier all of a sudden has a major advantage. Yeah. Yeah, on the feet, I mean, Hooker's got a three-inch reach advantage. Um, I mean, yeah, who's, like, you stack them up, who's the better fighter? Yeah, it's Poirier. But I think Dan Hooker... He's just—he's definitely got a chance, in my opinion. He—he—he he, he adds like a little bit of a wild card factor to me, um, and I could see him winning definitely. So that plus one eighty-five, I'm gonna probably have to go with Dan Hooker there. It's just too much value. Minus two twenty for Poirier for somebody that I feel like very well could beat him. Um, I gotta go with the plus one eighty-five. Are you taking Poirier? See, when I first looked at it, I was gonna take Hooker. Like when I looked at it early in the week, and then the odds were were less in Hooker's favor, so the odds of are growing in in Poirier's favor. So <laughs> it was like Poirier was uh, a minus like one eighty favorite, I think. Now he's a minus two twenty favorite. Yeah. But as the week gone on, I was like, I'm I'm remembering who Dustin Poirier is. So I don't know. I'd I'd probably have to go with Poirier here. Okay. Um, but I I don't think it's a bad bet. I I think it's risky, but uh, sometimes you gotta take those risks. So, am I seeing this right? Mickey Gall is what was that plus three twenty? What is he at? Uh, Mickey Gall's a plus two sixty underdog. Plus two sixty. I might have to go with Mickey Gall there. I mean, I don't know. He he's it's submission or nothing with Mickey Gall, but um, I mean that dude's good. He he is he's really good. I think I think Mike Perry's overrated. Mike Perry always comes in with this hype, and he looks like he's like he looks like he would fuck somebody up in a bar fight, but then, which he, he probably would. Yeah, but it's like then he gets in the octagon and he looks good for a second, and then it just doesn't seem to. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's a little. I think he's a little overhyped there. But that, I mean, that those odds on Mickey Gall. I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on on this one? Um. Yeah. So the last time Mike Perry, the only time he was submitted was against Donald Cerrone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only one time he's been submitted. Um. And then he's coming off of two losses. I don't know. This could be this could be a good bet on Gall, but <laughs> he's a big underdog, so I guess a lot of other people are seeing it different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just good value. I mean, I know clearly the guy doesn't get submitted very often, but I mean he's only he's thirteen and six, so I don't know. I, I'm going with Mickey Gall there. I got to. Th- those odds are too good. 
for somebody that I I do like Mickey Gall. I've seen him fight numerous times, and I mean he's very one dimensional, but he's very good in the one dimension that he has. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, I'm probably gonna stay stay away. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't consider betting up any money on Mike Perry in this fight. Yeah. Just because of how he's a minus three twenty favorite. Yeah, you got to bet so much to win a little. Um, and he's just. I mean, he he'll probably win, but I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, if you want to bet this fight, then yeah, it's looking like the only direction to really go is Mickey Gall, just because bang for you buck. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I definitely <laughs> definitely would not bet Mike Perry. Wouldn't advise it. But yeah, I mean, I don't really see anything else. Uh, honestly, I thought there was another fight on this card that I liked, but I really don't see anything else on here. Um, I don't know if you have anything else, but it didn't sound like it when we were talking about it. Um, so I guess that'll do it for UFC. But, hey, I mean, Saturday night, free fights. I mean, what more can you ask for? No, I do think the main event's going to be a, a good, good one. I'm yeah. definitely going to be watching. Yeah, I agree, too. So NASCAR this weekend, we have – we're at Pocono. But last week, we were at Talladega, and that shit got fucking wild. So – we handed out a winner, Ryan Blaney. Uh, seems like we hand out a winner more times than not. And Ryan Blaney was my first pick. It was definitely one of Nick's picks as well. That's what we had said. I had said actually like verbatim. I had said he's pretty much in the same boat as Chase Elliott. Uh, right there the last few weeks, it's looking like it's his time um, to get in the win column, and he did just that. So, And it was fucking hectic down towards the end. He pulled a NASCAR Heat 4 and wrecked the guy who was about to fly past him. Um, that's a maneuver straight out of my book on PlayStation. He, you guys flying up on your right side, you tail whip him into the wall, and then Ricky Stenhouse Jr., damn it, Ricky had it. it, it if that would have been 10 more feet, 10 more feet or fucking 10 more yards until the finish line, Ricky Stenhouse would have had that win. And that's what we said. That's the best value on Ricky right there, plus 2,000. Normally, that dude's plus 10,000. He can only race at the super speedways, and damn, he raced a hell of a race. So I was definitely excited to see Ricky in there. That would have been a difference of about $200 for me. So it was .08 of a second that fucked me out of $200. But still cashed in with Ryan Blaney. It was my first pick, um, but I can't say that I was – I was definitely pulling for Ricky. Uh, it was a, pretty much a photo finish, and the announcer even goes, oh, I think it's Stenhouse. I said, oh, fuck. And then he's like, oh, no, it's Blaney. I said, all right, fuck you. But Yeah, and then Eric Amarola finished third, and he was going backwards. Yeah, I know. Shit got out of hand. It, it really did. Ryan Blaney took some people out. Actually, they took out Jimmy Johnson, and I said, you got to sprinkle some on Jimmy here and there because he's going to get one soon enough. Jimmy was flying. Jimmy was rolling big time, and they took him out. They fishtailed him. So I think it was uh, Kevin Harvick, and they went to his radio, and Kevin Harvick's like, ah, I got real. The room ran out there real quick. Like, yeah, no, he just you tried to fucking squeeze into a gap that wasn't there, and you took out the guy on his fucking last ride. So sucks for Jimmy. Um, but a win is a win. We cash in with Ryan Blaney. That's a big, easy bet. And then, damn it, I really wanted Ricky Stenhouse Jr. to get it. Um, but we have Pocono this weekend. Two races, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, like I said, I don't know that the odds are out for Sunday. So we will just be talking Saturday. So what do you have? Have you looked at the races yet at all? Or looked at the odds? Yeah. So who do you like? Um, 
you know, looking at the past winners here, it's been a lot of uh, Joe Gibbs racing guys. Yeah, right now the favorites are looking like Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. Sitting so the past four winners are from Joe Gibbs racing team. Yeah, who were they? Denny Hamlin, yep. Kyle Busch two times, and then it was Martin Truex Jr. Okay. Yeah. Before that, it was Kyle Busch again. So it was. it's actually five, the last five winners over here at Pocono has come from. So you kind of got Joe Gibbs you racing. Gotta, that means you got to put a bet on Kyle Busch because yeah. Kyle Busch has not gotten a win yet. Kyle Busch is one of the top racers in the sport. Um, plus 450, he's tied with Kevin Harvick as a favorite to win this race. So that would be my number one guy right there. I know that's not really going out on a limb. He's who Vegas thinks is going to win. But Vegas is right more times than not. So, But they, um, they also like Kevin Harvick here. He's a leader in points right now. You're a big Kevin Harvick guy. <clears throat> here and there, you know. <laughs> I mean, you definitely like Kevin Harvick. You're getting plus 1,100 for Blaney. Don't see him going back-to-back. Back. He uh, did win here. He was the last one to win here. That's not from Joe Gibbs. Blaney? Team. Yeah. Where's Stenhouse? Plus 10,000. Back to old reliable. <laughs> right back where uh, he's... I was looking at some video, because we're, we're new. We don't know all the tracks. So yep. I was looking at video earlier of this track. Doesn't look like it favors Stenhouse too much. Yeah. yeah it's so kind of a skinny track, if you ask me. Yeah, Stenhouse will probably wreck 10 laps in. Um, and then that's what they do. They just say, like, eh, let's just try to finish this one. And then they look ahead to the super speedways where they think they can have a chance. But <clears throat> I'll probably go Kyle Busch. Um, honestly, I'm going to take three guys. I'm going to take Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. We're going Joe Gibbs. Yeah, that's a, those are smart bets. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. And Denny Hamlin, but then I'm going to throw Chase Elliott in there. You love Chase Elliott. He's my favorite racer. Yeah, I said you love Kevin Harvey. You really love Chase Elliott. You know what? And I, I bet on him last week, and uh, somebody fucking wrecked him. It was Logano. Logano got in front of him. Oh, and yeah. slowed down on him. Good maneuver. Um, Yeah, no, they've been having a little beef going back and forth, and I was on Logano's side. Logano was going to probably win that race like two weeks ago, and Chase Elliott took his ass out. So wasn't happy about that. So uh, Nick loves Chase Elliott. I'm not too fond of him after what he did. But I'm going to add two long shots too. Who's that? Um, or maybe just one. I'm going to go Clint Boyer plus 4,500. Is he flying the bar stool logos? I, I don't think. I don't he think was he was for the Yeah, he was. Yeah. He so was. I don't think he'll do it again. But um. And I don't know, dude. Tyler Reddick, he raced decent at Talladega, didn't he? No, Tyler Reddick's actually been looking really solid. Yeah, no, I know before because I didn't get to watch. No, he led the a end good amount. Of, he led a good amount of laps at Dega, and then he led a good amount of laps the race before. He's he's been looking solid. So, so. I might. Tyler Reddick's a rookie; he hasn't won yet. Yep. I don't think. Plus um, plus seven thousand. A lot of people have been talking about him. Like if you're if you're new to the sport and you want a guy to follow, Tyler Reddick might be that guy because he's gonna be around for a while and he's very good. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna do a Tyler Reddick bet too. Yeah, that's seventy to one. Yeah, at plus seven thousand, I might have to sprinkle a little bit on him too because I've I've been watching him. Like, damn, dude, he's he's been up there at at the top, like leading some laps, leading some quality laps for uh, the last few weeks. So, yeah, I like that. I'll probably go Tyler Reddick as well. Um. So, 
That'll wrap up our NASCAR picks. Like I said, they don't have the odds for Sunday yet, but we'll see how Saturday goes, and then you might be able to... It's basically the same, right? Yeah, I'm sure it is, so it'll probably be super similar. At least Um, what they're calling it is the Pocono 325s on Saturday, and then the Pocono 350 is going to be on Sunday, so they're going to race 25 extra miles on Sunday. Yeah, so I'm sure you'll be able to find our picks for Sunday on Twitter. Um and it'll probably depend on how Saturday goes. No, yeah, it'll definitely be influenced by that for sure. Um, but, yeah, so be on the lookout for that, and we'll see what we, if we can hit another winner here Saturday. Saturday's going to be a good day. You got golf, you got NASCAR, and you got free UFC fights. That's going to be a quality, quality day. We might have to, like, play some poker that day or something. Do Maybe maybe find our way back at the casino. You never know. Um, I've been I've had the itch the last few days. I almost texted you, but then I thought <laughs> maybe better not because you have a problem. Yeah, so. I've been working, but uh, ain't nothing. I just <clears throat> quit out on my boss. <laughs> I don't give a rat's <laughs> Oh man. Um. So kind of off topic here, but I wanted to I wanted to see what you think. So I didn't. I don't know if you saw the blog I put out today on the greatest Joker of all time. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know how much you're into Batman movies. You don't really necessarily catch me as a Batman guy. No, nah, man. <laughs> Batman's like, not me. Um, it's so not like TNG, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not at <laughs> all. Yeah. Yeah. A wise man once told us that, um, a variation of that, but not so wise, kind of stupid actually. Uh, but we could get in that for. That's a, that's a discussion for another day. Um, but no, the Batman movies are the shit, first and foremost. The cartoon was the shit back when I was younger. Um, but The Dark Knight is one of the best movies of all time. Have you at least seen The Dark Knight? Yeah, I've seen... So I've seen the... Have you seen Batman with Jack Nicholson? I've seen the one that Christian, whatever his name, plays Batman. Christian right? Bale. Yeah, that's the ones I've seen. That's it. Yeah, well, those are... Those are good ones, yeah. No, those are badass movies. And yeah. um, So you haven't seen the one with Jack Nicholson back in the day with Michael Keaton? No. Oh, you got to watch that. That is a good movie. I'll probably watch it then. That's a definitely a good movie. I mean, it's Jack. It's fucking Jack Nicholson. But yeah, I saw the Joker article, and I'm not qualified to talk about who's the best. I, I saw Heath Ledger play the Joker. I'm not going to lie. I don't see how you could do a much better job than that. But no, you can't. You can't. But I haven't seen any other other Joker, so I don't know. Jack Nicholson's Joker was a twist. It was a little more of like the fun side of it, I guess, like humorous and but I mean, his Joker was also ruthless. I'm pretty sure he shot his henchman directly in the face for no reason. Um then you had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which was clearly more of a focus on mental health awareness and all of that. It had an underlying message. Um but he was only the Joker for like a half hour. So it was really like his, they were trying to do his origin story, I guess, but it didn't even really go into it as much as I would have liked. That's um, that newest movie. Yeah. It, that one, it just had a, it had a message that it was trying to get out and it, it kind of left me, fe- it kind of left me hanging. I felt like that. I, I go into it a little bit more in the article, but it left me hanging. I felt like I wanted to see more of like his actual origin story. And, but I guess, I mean, that's their take on it. So it was a good movie. I saw it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a very good job acting. Um, but yeah, so then you had Jared, Jared Leto, Jared Leto. I've heard it pronounced both ways, whatever guy from, uh, what fucking band was he in? It's like a Herbert Hebert situation. No, not even close. No, one spell completely different. Um, but yeah, so he was in suicide squad and he gets a bad rap. Uh, 
one, he can act with the best of them. That dude is a fucking hell of an actor. Suicide Squad just wasn't the best movie, and the plot that they had for him was just kind of cheesy. So it's not... Like, if you tossed him into a a Joker movie just by himself, a spinoff just for him, I think it would... I think he... It wouldn't... If it flopped, it wouldn't be because of him. He's a hell of an actor. So... I had him fourth out of four on the list. So last, we were focusing on the movie screen Jokers, not the TV show, not Cesar Romero. We had some people talking about Cesar Romero from fucking 1966. No, that we're not. We're not going back to the 60s for a television show. Um, and we're not doing any of this. We had Riley talking about Mark Hamill has got to be up there, um, who is plays Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. He did the voiceover for Joker in the cartoon, and he said that he needs to be an honorable mention or he needs to be in the discussion. That's not acting. That's talking. That's just doing a voiceover. That's not acting. So, no, he's he's going to be Luke Skywalker. That's that's who he's going to be. Um, but, no, the, the, only, the only right answer is Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, absolutely, like... They categorize performances for like superhero movies and then there's like greatest performances of all time or action movies, comedies, whatever. His was probably the greatest acting performance ever. Like he did such a good job. That is exactly what I think of when I think of what the Joker's supposed to be. Like he added in his own like sadistic, like deranged humor, but at the same time like was ruthless as shit. And then just, uh, dude, he just an yeah, incredible Yeah, and then he had job. a lot of good points too, you know? Yeah, no, he did. Like, his, like he made you, it made his Joker, which I'm sure it has part to do with who whoever wrote it up, but yeah. definitely made you question Like things. society? Yeah. Yeah, no, like he, he, he was like wise. You could tell like he was clearly intelligent. He was just trying to bring the whole system down. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. And yeah, it, it kind of catapulted his performance a little bit with the fact that he ended up passing away, sadly, while they were in post-production. He didn't actually get to see probably the best performance of his career. Um, but they said he went so far into that character that, like, he was unpredictable even on set. Like, he was he was all in. He was completely, like, immersed in this role. So... The only the only logical answer is Heath Ledger's Joker. So that's it. So, but that blog is on www.tngsportsnet.com or network.com, and on the Facebook page, Twitter. It can easily be found. We ask who you think are, uh, how would you rank the Jokers? So you go check that out and give your piece. But again. I mean, you never, you're not going to change my mind. The only, the only logical answer is Heath Ledger. But, I mean, you definitely need to go watch the movie with Jack Nicholson, though. I think it's literally just called Batman. So, those were good movies. I watched those as a kid growing up. I don't yeah, know. I'll see if I can find a VHS. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you, how you never watched that. Like, I mean, when was it made? Probably in the '80s. Yeah, I was born in the '90s. That don't matter. That's a good movie. That. The Batman movies? See, there, dude, there was multiple Batman movies. They had when uh, did Schwarzenegger play Mister Freeze? Mister Freeze, and they had the Penguin. Um, or was it Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy? It might have been Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy. Um, right around that time period, probably. I don't know, like I saw some clips of like uh, Mister Freeze and shit. And that shit looked like one of those weird pornos. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, don't disrespect Batman. Um, but yeah, pretty much every movie from the '80s looked like a weird porno. I think so, dude. Yeah, that was just with the times. Everybody that dressed in the '80s walked around looking like they were like a porn director. So yeah, I mean, there was like the mullet and the stash and yeah, aviator sunglasses, all that. Um, weird time we got out of the '80s. Thank God. Um, but yeah. I mean, really all that's left is the golf tournament going on right now. Um, we're one round in, so we wrapped up the uh, first round today. And did you bet on this? Yes. <laughs> did you follow Chase's picks? Uh, Yeah, but I'm also... Who the fuck is Mackenzie Hughes? Yeah, that's under. what I was thinking. Oh, dude. Victor fucking Hovland, man. I did bet on Victor Hovland. Damn it. I was going to bet him minimally to finish top five, and then it started so fucking early, I slept through it. I was supposed to wake up early and bet it. I don't know why I didn't just didn't do it last night. I told you about Victor Hovland. Yeah, no, you said something about him last week, but I also watched uh, a YouTube video. I 100%. Of these two guys. I don't know who they are, but they had the bear on. Chris. Chris mm-hmm. Felica. Yeah, Felica. Um and one of them, I, it must have been the bear. He mentioned he mentioned something about Victor Hovland. He had to. I told you about Victor Hovland. Yeah, 100%. I remember you telling me about him. But then did you someone see else this said after Vic, after I told you about him? Yeah. Okay. Well, so it was I about, about this him first. tournament, though. Yeah. No, you I, were talking about last tournament. No, but I was just talking about him in general. That this dude's going to be a stud for a while. Um. No. Yeah. So he's seven under. Damn it. Oh, that's going to piss me off. Yeah, I took Bryson DeChambeau. I took Justin Thomas at the uh, at the from the advice of Chase, and that is not looking fantastic. Um, Where's he at right now? I don't know where he finished, but I'm trying to look at it right now. I had him when he was plus one, and he's still plus one. Son of a bitch. You're pretty much out now. He did the same shit last week, dude. I had Justin Thomas last week. He had a shitty round, and I think he finished 17 under, 16 or 17 under. Uh, was tied for the lead at one point, but there was too many people left with like half their round to play. So obviously he didn't get the win. Um, but I followed Chase there, and I followed Chase with Abraham Answer, who I believe finished at minus two, three, uh, three under, I think. Did he go three under? Yeah. Okay. So that's not terrible, but no, yeah, but God, you're gonna need damn. this guy Mackenzie Hughes to uh shit at a bed tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Because la- last year's winner of this tournament shot 17 under. That was uh, Ch- Chaz Reavy, Chaz Revy, however you say Reavy. that. yeah. Um, okay. But he only shot a minus one in the final round. Did you take DeChambeau? Yes, I bet three guys to win. DeChambeau was my favorite. Uh, it would have been Brooks Kepka, but yeah. Kepka had a withdrawal. Webb Simpson also had a withdrawal for yep. the same reason. Both of their caddies got tested positive for coronavirus. Were the they were in the same group, right? Um, I'm trying to think back on Sunday. Um, actually, no, 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 no. Webb Simpson was the, with Abraham Answer, and uh, Kepka was right in front of them. One hole started like probably. Yeah, Kepka was in front of. Uh, Webb Simpson played with. Who, I don't Web, know. Who Webb it Simpson was. was with Abraham Answer. I thought that was that other guy. No, he was Chapman. With, no, because Abraham. Oh no 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Webb right. Simpson was one hole Webb in front Simpson of Answer. Webb Simpson finished right before them because Abraham Answer had a putt to tie it yeah. and send it to a playoff. Uh, so, yeah, no, he was right before him. Webb Simpson finished just before him. 
Uh, you got Phil Mickelson sitting at six under, 50-year-old Phil. Um, got to like that. Didn't bet on him, though. Um, dude, that Victor I, t- I tried Hovland. to tell Chase about Mickelson, man. Victor Hovland, that's going to fucking frustrate me. So I bet. Can I still bet? Can I bet him to win? Like with You might be able to bet. I know you can definitely bet the winner going into the final round. Dude, I was big on him. I, I told you about him 100%. Okay, so I can still bet. It to win. Um, dude, he had fucking good odds, too. Like, it was really good. I remember looking at it. Now he's plus 900. Unbelievable. It was, like, in the thousands. It was multiple thousands. Yeah, I got... So, the three people I bet on, I bet on DeChambeau as my favorite. Then I bet on Bubba Watson. And I bet on Victor Hovland. Okay, yeah. Bubba Watson's not looking too good right now. He finished two under, I think. But yeah. I got um I bet to small very small amounts on winners. Yeah, I had um I had Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, um John Rahm, who I want to say finished four under. Uh I love John Rahm. He gets so pissed. Like he like he he's really good. I think he's actually he might be like he's around he might even be like fighting for world number one. Um, no, he he's up there. And he gets so mad. I remember when he first, like, kind of broke onto the scene, he would get pissed. He'd be, like, fucking yelling to himself. I'm like, dude, that's how I play golf, except I suck. Like, mm-hmm. but, like, I could totally relate to how he was feeling. Um, except he's, like, 220 yards out, sticking at six feet from the pin. Like, I'm 220 yards out. I'm topping it 30 yards down the fairway. And, and then I have my people that I'm playing with, like, oh, well, that's going to roll. That's going to roll a good way. It's like, okay, yeah, and I'll be fucking 190 yards out hitting a six iron, fucking pushing that way to the right. Um, but, yeah, so I had John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, and Abraham Answer. So followed Chase on Justin Thomas and Abraham Answer, but I was obviously I was big on DeChambeau. I took him last week. And, I mean, when you see a guy fucking bulk up and look like the Incredible Hulk, it's hard to not take him. Well, they say this course is a course that, you know, the guys that can hit it far yeah, long, have more yeah. leniency because – that's I think why the fairways are wide, and then the second shots, even if you don't hit it perfect, like you don't hit it too good, yeah. the second shot isn't too much. It's very hard on you. So it's it definitely gives people that can drive the ball far. Yeah, and I mean the longest an advantage. The longest hitters are. I don't know where Dustin Johnson finished at, but if you look at Rory, I think Rory's what third at like seven under, maybe second. Um, yeah, no, he's second. Then you got DeChambeau up there at minus five, I believe. Um, so yeah. Long, the long ball hitters are clearly, I mean, and Phil. Phil was kind of hitting, he, he's been kind of hitting bombs. Like, that's his big thing. He says he hits bombs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his longest drive was like 318 yards last I saw, but then you had Ricky and, Desch- I mean, you had Rory and DeChambeau both like 330 yards, something ridiculous. Like, you can't even fathom how far that is. Like, I can, I can drive a golf ball if I get a hold of it. I can drive it pretty far. I'm not driving it anywhere near that far. Like, they're driving 60 yards, fucking 70 yards farther than that. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's insane. But, yeah, and then I got top five bets. I got a big bet on McElroy for top five. Okay, so you're feeling good. <laughs> I got uh, not as big of bets, but decent-sized bets on Rose, Watson, and Finau. Watson and Finau shitting Chase, a bet Chase on Chase loves me. Justin Rose. He does, and... uh. He did decent, I think. He may have finished two under or three under. He's just got the perfect swing. It's hard to look at him and watch him play and not Well, if like, you look at last week, dude, he that last round he shot was very good. Yeah. He went from almost not making the cut to really 
think he may have finished 16 under. Yeah, being in contention big time. Yeah, no, I think he did. I do remember being like, oh, shit. Like, I remember Chase talking and about he, him. He, he, and in the first round last week, he shot so poor. He did very bad. So did Justin Thomas. Not He didn't do so poor, but he just didn't do good in comparison. I mean, you had people fucking, like, eight under. It's like same thing like this week, 10 under, like shit like that. He just didn't keep up. And then he really turned it on. I think he barely made the cut. I think he made he was on the cut line, and then he took off. I think he finished 16 under as well. So, I mean, you just got to put it together for four days. One bad round, and it seems fucking every – you got guys out there that are really dialed in right now. So Yeah, then I bet three top tens, big bet on Bubba Watson. Mm-hmm. And I got a big bet on Victor Hovland to finish top ten. I like that a so lot. So, shoot, if, if, if Hovland finished top tens and I lose all my other bets, I'll win money. I'm so mad at myself that – I didn't get that bet in because I know I remember talking to you about it. And I remember seeing him on his first ever tournament uh, on the PGA tour. He was still an amateur and this dude was lighting it up. I was like, God damn. And so I've been paying attention to him. He's, he's good. He's really, really good. So uh, I definitely, as we were talking right here, I slipped in a little bet on him to win at lesser odds than what I could have got, but it is what it is. So, and I even, and then I put a, Smaller bet, ten, top ten bet on Ch- on on Chaz Reevy, okay, who's sucking it up. I even <laughs> asked Chase. I said, "Dude, do you really like Chaz Reevy? Or are you just saying it?" <laughs> he said, "No, he he won a tournament last year." Oh uh, yeah, right. Uh, there's no fucking way, guy. Lightning can't. doesn't strike in the same place twice. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But again, I'm just glad to be able to watch some golf again. I actually went and played golf today. Um, I'm actually still wearing what I wore on the course. We golfed the entire 18 holes barefoot because it was absolutely thunderstorming. Um, got soaking wet and I shot a 90. So, and I won $18 from, from Bam cause he's not the best golfer in the world. You just golfed with Bam, Bam Reed and Justin came out too. Oh. first round. Justin's ever played in his life. Was he good? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I think he shot a 61 on the front. Nine. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He shot a 71 on the front nine oh. counted every stroke. You got to appreciate that. And then he shot a 61 on the back nine. So getting better, not the best. I shot a 49 on the front and then followed it up with whatever equals up to 90. Can't remember what the score was. Um, you could do the math. I don't feel like it, but very, very good. Back <laughs> 41. Nine. Yes. Yes. Almost bro. Yeah. Almost was. It's a what fucking five over par on the back nine. Uh, and I got a triple bogey on a, uh, par three. So, win the water but very good back nine and then made $18 from bam almost had my whole round paid for so gotta enjoy that oh you got anything else before we go I'm so tired of there not being football I really am fucking betting on all this shit that I don't feel confident yeah I'm putting on a bunch of money on on golf man I won last week but I don't know I don't know if I'll win this week I'm I mean, trying to remain humble. Odds are probably not because it's hard to fucking bet shit that it's not like football. We can die. We can die. I'm in a decent position. Game. No, yeah, you definitely are. If you got Rory and you got fucking Victor Hovland and all of that, you've got multiple. I got the Shambo. Yeah. Um, I need a strong second day out of Bryson. I really do. I put. I put my largest bet was on Bryson to win. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned. I just remembered Victor Hovland before this tournament started. Was fifty five to one to win? Yes, dude. I knew it was something crazy. Like it was a lot. Cause Chase, I, I got Chase to put a dollar on it, dude. Oh my god, I, I remember we were fucking sitting down somewhere, and I was like, this dude is good. Like this dude is really, really good. And I didn't do it. 
I didn't fucking do it. Um, yeah, well, I, I probably just jinxed it by telling everybody, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, he, I'm screwed. I just got him at plus 900 to win the tournament from fucking fi- plus 5,500. Mm-hmm. God damn it. So whatever. It is what it is. Uh, so we got some bets going. But, yeah, no, I, I can't wait for football to come back. We can di- We can diagnose and fucking dissect a football game to where we can feel really good about the who's going to win. But all this shit, it's just it's like a UFC fight. Who the fuck knows? Your guy could go get knocked out or he could go get fucked by the judges. Like you got to really fucking get lucky. So Yeah, the thing with football is like the more the closer I watch it, the harder it is to almost pick a game, but then there's certain games that like really pop out that yeah. you're like uh, that's wrong. Yep. That line's not right, and then you can capitalize yeah, on it. Yeah, the trick is finding which line is fucking fishy, and then, like that, yeah, like you said, that's not correct. That's way off. And then jump pouncing on that shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess that'll do it for episode 45. We're getting closer to football. There will be fucking football this year. I've been speaking it into existence, and I am still holding out hope. I, I, I'm still confident. It's around the corner. It's coming. We just got to I'm just gotta at this point on. I'm definitely more confident in NFL. Oh yeah. No, I'm that's yeah, when college I say, football is going to be yeah. tough to get done, but yeah, 100%. We'll need some things to go in our favor. Yeah, but we'll see. Keep the faith. Uh you got anything to say before we go? Uh no, that's it. All right. That'll wrap up episode 45 of Big Easy Bets. Like I said, go check out the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Um I'm not going to tell y'all what video is coming out, but you'll know it when you see it and you're going to definitely want to watch it. It's going to be funny and uh, it's not going to be able to be replicated. I I hope a lot of people attempt what we did. We broke a world record or we set a world record better yet. Um, Whether Guinness honors that or not, we set a world record. I'm going to send it into them and let them uh, make that decision on their own. But Episode 45, Big Easy Bets, Apple Podcasts. Go like, uh, subscribe. You can leave a review if you'd like. Also on SoundCloud and Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter if you got any questions for any games coming up or anything, just a whatever, futures bet, whatever it may be. Hit us up. You can message us. We get back to everybody super quick. Um, we appreciate everybody who's been following along along the way through the dark days, but we'll look back on these uh, when it's all said and done, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, you remember when the fucking nothing happened and we all had to sit inside for two months? Yeah. So, all right, y'all have a good one. Who that? We do. We play like we play.